0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Friday, February 9th, 2024. Today's poem is by William Cullen Bryant, and it's called To a Waterfowl. I'll read it once, offer a few comments, then read it one more time. To a Waterfowl. Whither, midst falling dew, while well glow the heavens with the last steps of day, Far through their rosy depths dost thou pursue thy solitary way. Vainly the fowler's eye might mark thy distant flight to do thee wrong, As darkly seen against the crimson sky thy figure floats along. Seekest thou the plashy brink of weedy lake, or marge of river-wide, or where the rocking billows rise and sink on the chafed ocean-side. There is a power whose care teaches thy way along that pathless coast, the desert and illimitable air, lone-wandering but not lost. All day thy wings have fanned at that far height the cold, thin atmosphere, yet stoop not, weary, to the welcome land, though the dark night is near, and soon that toil shall end. Soon shalt thou find a summer home, and rest, and scream among thy fellows, reeds shall bend soon o'er thy sheltered nest. Thou art gone, the abyss of heaven hath swallowed up thy form, yet on my heart deeply hath sunk the lesson thou hast given, and shall not soon depart. He who from zone to zone guides through the boundless sky thy certain flight, in the long way that I must trace alone, will lead my steps. All right. William Cullen Bryant, uh, born 1794, died 1878, uh, was maybe America's first celebrity poet or celebrity man of letters. He was also a prominent uh, New York newspaper editor for much of his adult life. Uh, If the fireside poets uh, showed the world that American poetry could rival that of Britain and the continent, uh, William Cullen Bryant showed the world that America was capable of a national poetry at all. As a young man, Bryant was, uh, we would call it homeschooled today. (laughs) And spent a lot of time outside studying nature, uh, which uh, created in him uh, romantic sentiments from an early age. Um, But he also fell uh, into the care and under the sway of a grandfather who was, uh, by most accounts, a a fairly dour uh, Calvinist uh, who... uh, was responsible for much of Bryant's early theological training. These two seem to have uh, married and flowered somewhat here uh, in this poem to a waterfowl, which is very much uh, tied to the observation of nature, uh, but uh, seems to conclude or clearly concludes uh, in a sort of uh, theological lesson drawn from the observation of nature the solitary waterfowl a duck a goose hard to say uh, is traveling alone to the surprise of the uh, speaker high out of uh, the range of the fowler's eye you might uh, get get ideas of uh, roast goose and Though the uh, night is coming on, uh, this bird persists. Where he's going is not clear. Why he's going and how he's uh, managing alone, the speaker can't be sure, though uh, his thoughts turn uh, midway through the poem uh, to providence. Uh, the power whose care teaches thy way along that pathless coast, uh, not an impersonal instinct, uh, but Uh, a provident power uh, who becomes uh, the more personal he in the final stanza. Uh, And Bryant, at that point, begins to uh, reflect on his own situation. He too is alone and must trace a long way in that state. But having observed the waterfowl, he becomes confident that the providence that cares for the waterfowl, uh, just like the providence that cares for the life of the sparrow and the flowers of the field, will care for his as well. Here is To a Waterfowl one more time. Whither, midst falling dew, while glow the heavens with the last steps of day, Far through thy rosy depth dost thou pursue thy solitary way. Vainly the fowler's eye might mark thy distant flight to do thee wrong, as darkly seen against the crimson sky thy figure floats along. Seekst thou the plashy brink of weedy lake or marge of river-wide, or where the rocking billows rise and sink on the chafed ocean's side? There is a power whose care teaches thy way along that pathless coast, the desert and illimitable air, lone wandering, but not loss. All day thy wings have fanned at that far height the cold, thin atmosphere. Yet stoop not, weary, to the welcome land, though the dark night is near. And soon that toil shall end, soon shalt thou find a summer home and rest, and scream among thy fellows, reeds shall bend soon o'er thy sheltered nest. Thou art gone. The abyss of heaven hath swallowed up thy form, yet on my heart deeply hath sunk the lesson thou hast given, and shall not soon depart. He who from zone to zone guides through the boundless sky thy certain flight, in the long way that I must trace alone, will lead my steps aright. There too, in the ending of the poem, you can see a hallmark of the uh, romantic approach, uh, which is to recollect a an emotionally stirring or moving uh, phenomenon uh, after the fact. And so uh, we have in the final stanzas at least uh, no longer the bird observed in real time, uh, but the speaker recalling to mind in a moment of greater uh, uh, serenity or reflection Uh, Being able to draw out uh, deeper significance from that thing observed. Now that it has had time to settle in the memory uh, and the uh, initial emotions can be uh, examined uh, with a little more critical distance and then recalled uh, at will. This has been the Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more poems for you to listen to past episodes or to support the show please visit dailypoempod.substack.com you can find our flagship show close reads at closereads.substack.com uh, you can also page over to our children's literature podcast with wendell as always on behalf of everybody at goldberry studios I'm Sean Johnson, and until next time, we wish you happy reading.